Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us uh, this evening for Faith Online uh, Church. Uh, I'm Brother Kevin Denton. I'm the music pastor here at Faith, and it's an honor to be able to speak to you tonight. And I want to speak to you about something that is near and dear to my heart. Um, it's not just about worship. Um, tonight, I want to speak to you about a life of worship. Um, in my study, uh, in the last couple of weeks since the pastor asked me about speaking for tonight, um, I thought about some words, words like awe, A-W-E, a feeling of reverential respect mixed with fear or wonder. That last word, wonder, a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. Or the word amazed, a feeling of great surprise or wonder. Many of us are amazed at the very sight of nature. God created all that is around us, and we're sometimes caught off guard by some of the things, the amazing sights we can see in this world. If you really enjoy nature, you never tire of seeing God's creation. I think about just a few weeks ago, my son and I were on our way to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee for a youth conference. And East Tennessee is just beautiful. And everything in between Goldsboro and Tennessee is beautiful. And I took once again the opportunity to just admire what God had created. Um, sometimes I think we get in trouble because we admire the creation way more than we admire the Creator. We can get out of focus. Psalm 8 verses 3 and 4 says, When I consider the heavens the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man, that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man, that thou visitest him. The truth is, when I'm aware of all that surrounds me, I should live my life in awe and wonder of God. Not just his creation, but God himself. And the truth is, however many times I'm not aware, because I'm distracted. This world is filled with distractions, whether it's social media, my own ambition, other people, my duties as a music pastor, my duties as a dad, as a husband. Distractions, yes, can be good, but they can also be bad. They are nonetheless, no matter, they are distractions. And too many times I can allow these distractions to consume me and take my attention from God who is the one who deserves my attention and my time. So tonight I want to briefly talk to you about what a life of worship should truly look like. If you have your Bible, turn to Psalm 145. I know that when the word worship is mentioned, truth is most people's attention is turned to music. Music is undoubtedly a part of worship. But that's not the complete biblical idea of worship. It is a small part of true worship. But worship encompasses and should encompass a lifestyle, everything. In a, in a church service, worship involves the music, the preaching, the prayer time, the giving, the fellowship even. I believe it involves everything. But in our life, worship is not just about music. Let's turn our attention to Psalm 145. Let's begin in verse 1. David said, I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. 
Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty, and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of thy glory, of thy kingdom, and talk of thy power. Verse 12 says, To make known to the sons of men His mighty acts, and the glorious majesty of His kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. David here in this psalm is drawing our attention to the greatness of God. For human beings, His greatness can be seen in nature all around us. Whether it's like I said on my way to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and admiring the mountains and the hillsides and the great creation that He's created, or for many of us in this time of year, seeing the ocean and, and just admiring and thinking about how, how God created all that and how did His mind think up all that. It can be seen in art, a beautiful piece of art as we think about and admire the piece of art itself and think about how God gifted an artist to create that art. Or, as we're talking about a little bit, music. Not just a piece of music, but the performance of a piece of music. The greatness of God is all around us. The truth is we just have to pay attention. And while we're living this life, we encounter times of storm and times of calm, times that God created for us. And it's important that we pay attention and be aware of what He is doing in both of those times, storm and calm. God allows storms to come into our lives so that we will focus on Him. And in those moments, what are we doing? We're thinking about Him. We're worshiping Him. He allows the calm in our lives so that we can look to Him again. A, a moment of personal pause. A time to rethink. To gain new perspective in this world. Truth is, I think right now, in 2020, I think it's the perfect balance of both a storm and a time of calm. Not everybody would agree with me on that because some people are focused too much on the calm, and many are focused too much on the storm. But I believe God is using both to place our attention back on Him, on those important things. The calm allowing us to spend time in His Word and praying and talking to Him and developing that relationship. The time of storm to focus on Him and realize that He's in control and that we can trust Him. God speaks to us at all times. Sometimes God speaks to us very boldly, and there's no doubt about what He wishes for us to do. Then at other times, He speaks in that still small voice that 1 Kings chapter 19 talks about. I remind you of Psalm 4610 that says, Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we don't notice Him working, and we don't realize who He really is because we don't take the time to be still. Singer, songwriter, worship pastor Michael Neal says, 
Most often, stillness comes before knowing. It is in the quiet we get a clearer picture of God. Isn't that what it's all about? A life of worship, whether in the quiet or in the storm, paying attention to God Almighty, beholding Him in nature, or beholding Him in the action that He takes in this world, beholding Him in how He works in our own lives, that is when we can proclaim with all of nature that God is worthy of all of our praise. That is why we were created to start with. God desires that kind of relationship with us. Look back at Psalm 145 at the very end of the chapter. Psalm 21, uh, verse 21, excuse me, says, My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless His holy name forever and ever. Verse 5 of this chapter, we've already read, I will speak of the glorious honor of Thy majesty and of Thy wondrous works. As we think about God and meditate on how great He is, we are in an act of worship. It doesn't always have to be a song. God will open our eyes to reveal Himself to us. God will open our ears so we can hear from Him. He will open our minds so we can know His truth. But we need downtime. We need focused time to focus on His relationship to be able to see, to be able to hear, and to be able to know Him. His desire in all of life is that we know Him. Then, as we get to know Him, we have the desire to speak of Him and to teach others of His goodness and His great power and His desire to love them and to have a relationship with them. But this can only come from us having a relationship with Him personally, not just a knowledge of Him. There are plenty of people in this world that know all about this book, many whom are not saved, many whom claim to be an atheist. They know they have a knowledge of the Bible. They have a knowledge of God, but they don't have a relationship with Him. And there is a difference between the two. So, how do we make all this happen? Now, at this point, you may be hoping for some just revolutionary idea, some wow moment. Can I be honest? I don't have that for you. But what I do have is four practical things to help us all live a life of worship. First of all, have a special meeting time with God. The New Testament tells us how Jesus, when He walked on this earth in the Gospels, that He met with God early in the morning. David, many times we read about in the Psalms, met with God at night. Here's the point. Your special meeting time with God, the time is not nearly as important as you actually having a time. Be honest with yourself. Do you have a consistent, special meeting time with God? And if you don't, find the time and take the time to search for God. So number one, have a special meeting time with God. Number two, have a special meeting place with God. I think this is just as important. It's important for us to find a quiet, calm, 
relaxing place that we can spend time with Him. That time needs to be a place where it's removed all the distractions that could possibly happen. So find a special meeting time with God. Find a special meeting place with God. Number three, have a special meeting pattern with God. We all need patterns in our lives. We need to develop habits in our lives. So we practice worshiping God. It can include music in your, in your special meeting time with Him, but it has to include time in the Word, praying to Him. See, here's the thing. We all are very aware that relationships take time and effort. That's true with Susan in my life, Megan and Miles. It's true with your spouse and your children, but it is specifically true with God Himself. We have to take the time in our special meeting time with Him to acknowledge His greatness. Take time to thank Him for His goodness. Maybe you're a new Christian or maybe you just struggle with how to develop that relationship or what to say. Many times people say, I, just, I don't even know what to say when I'm praying to God. Look at Psalm 145. Look back at verse 1. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day I will bless thee and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. These 21 verses of Psalm 145 can help you. It can give you a pattern of not just things to say, but a pattern of how to say things and how to develop communion with God. Psalm 145 can be a guide for you. So we've talked about having a special meeting time with God, a special meeting place with God, a special meeting pattern with God. That pattern and that habit is important. And lastly, it's simply to focus on Him. Do everything you can, first of all, to remove any distractions. And secondly, I think this is important in developing our relationship with Christ. Don't spend a lot of time focusing on yourself. Yes, we have the privilege in prayer to share our concerns and our heart with God. But many times our prayer time can become just request after request after request and never acknowledging God for who He is. Never thanking Him for all He's done. Don't focus on yourself. Think about His wonder in nature all around you. Think about his holiness. Think about His power, how He acts in your own personal life. Think about His provision, how He provided for you yesterday and the day before, and how He's going to provide for you today, and He will provide for you tomorrow. How can we believe that? Because He's trustworthy. Think about His righteousness. Isaiah reminds us that our righteousness is as filthy rags but His righteousness, He has bestowed upon us. If you struggle with all of that, just think about salvation. Think about how Jesus went to Calvary's cross to provide salvation for us. Just think about that and remember that. That's reason enough to praise Him and to shout His name and His praise. Worship Him. As I've said many times in my life, and on the stage here at Faith. Worship Him for who He is. For all He's done. For all He's doing right now. For all He's going to do for you in the future. 
when we take this time to worship Him, His presence becomes real in our lives. That's important. Many times we struggle because we don't feel like His presence is real. His presence is not real many times because of us, because we don't take the time to spend with Him, because we don't have the time to invest, we think, in that relationship with Him, and because we don't have the relationship with Him that we should have. His presence doesn't seem real to us sometimes. But when we have that relationship, His presence becomes very real. He's teaching us about Himself. And then the Great Commission, where we know Him, we know who He is and all He's doing in our lives, and we have that built-in desire to share Him with other people. Look back at Psalm 145, beginning in verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all His ways, and holy in all His works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon Him, to all that call upon Him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear Him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love Him, but all the wicked will He destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless His holy name forever and ever. May God help us to understand and to live a life of worship. Would you pray with me, please? Father, thank You for this time that we've been able to spend together this evening. I pray, Lord, that not just me, but everybody who's listening will understand that worship is not about a song. It's not about a 15 to 20 minute segment in a Sunday morning service. God designed worship for Himself to bring glory and honor to Himself. But it was designed through relationship with Him. Lord, help us to find a time, a place, develop a pattern, and to truly focus on You and to develop a life of worship that glorifies and honors You and tells others about You. It's in Your wonderful, matchless name we pray. Amen.